And three, two, one. And here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Hope you're having a good day. Today I want to talk about playing the victim. So many people like playing the victim, don't they? It would drive you mad in a relationship or even even in just career friends. It's insane. And I mean, it's unbelievable. Like I've, I've observed this sort of behavior the last few years. And I think a lot of us know it's both men and women that play the victim. It's unbelievable. Like, here's what here's my theory on this. You can never trust the victim. Here's why. Because very simply put, if you are a real victim of something, right? In other words, somebody cheats on you or they're bullying you or, you know, something where you're an actual victim, right? And, you know, and it, it affects you emotionally. If you ever think about it, right? We've all had that sort of scenario, depending on how big or small it is, right? But when you're the victim, you actually feel vulnerable, right? And when you, like, go back to that, guys. Remember when you were actually feeling like a victim, you felt like you somebody took the got the better of you, right? Let's put it that way. And it feels horrendous. It feels like you don't want anyone thinking that you're feeling vulnerable, you're angry about it. Like, okay, maybe you can show your anger, but you don't want people seeing that you're vulnerable, right? I mean, all of us, like, put it this way, we're, we're, so, we're so used to hiding our feelings in, in a natural way that, like, if you break up with somebody and the last thing you want to do is show the person that you care, right? Everybody puts on this big macho fucking act, right? It's amazing how many people don't care in this world, isn't it? Isn't it, honestly? <laughs> isn't it amazing how your ex-girlfriend or boyfriend or someone else that you were close to it's amazing how they just don't care anymore, which we all know it's all a lot of bollocks. But then again, you can get caught up in that, right? So the point is this. When people pretend that they don't care, why are they doing that? Because they don't want to seem vulnerable. They don't want to seem upset, right? So what does that have to do with playing the victim? Because if you're a real fucking victim, you're upset, you're distraught, you're in trauma. And the last thing you want to do is show people that you're vulnerable. Okay? Too many people play the victim card these days. It's... Oh, it drives me fucking nuts. And besides, if somebody... Like, we're going to throw out a couple of scenarios here, right? Somebody's bullshitting, they're playing the victim, they're looking for a bit of sympathy. Right? There's... So many things that are a big X on the sheet here. There's no tick the boxes here, right? Number one, they're full of shit, okay? And they're not vulnerable. So that's bad because they're lying to you. Number two, it's not doing them any favors because, well, they just have to suck it up and get on with it, right? Or they go talk to a psychiatrist. That's a good, that's a good idea. Go talk to a psychiatrist if you're feeling bad. You know, talk to a professional. If you're really, truly now in trauma, go talk to a professional, right? And number three, the quote victim, person who's acting, 
They don't believe it. They know it's a bunch of bullshit. And if you're lapping it up and giving them the attention that they want or, you know, sucking it all up, they've no respect for you. You know, they've no respect for you. And guess what? If you know they're full of shit as well, like if you genuinely can see through their bullshit and you're just playing along with them, you don't have any respect for yourself. So no matter what, everybody loses in the victim fucking scenario when they're putting it on. Right? Like, guys, honestly, there's a lot to that. The next time somebody plays the victim, you know, I would honestly think twice about it. Right? Okay, like, I'm going to talk about my, my racing career, okay? I could easily turn around to a lot of people and sit here and pretend to be the victim. Right? I was 10 years of age. I was going to be the next superstar in motor racing, Formula One, whatever, right? And now, guys, if you think about it, at 10 years of age, I was racing karts. I was winning championships. So this is all I know at an early age. So it was bred into me young that I'm going to be a movie star, racing star, whatever you want to call it, right? Like, bigger than fucking stars, okay? And especially when you're that age, it's easier to believe that shit, right? (laughs) So, at 24 years of age, I had no sponsorship, had to retire, unfortunately. But, that's the way it fucking is, right? Oh, hey, let's throw in um, I'm adopted too. I've never had a problem with being an adopted child. Now, I think some of you, you may have heard my uh, episode on uh, uh, on adoption, right? A lot of people, like, I could go on about that. Oh, I'm adopted. I'm, my racing career's down the toilet. Blah, blah. Fucking blah, blah, blah. There's only about, so, there's only about two minutes of, of listening people will give you for that. And you know what, guys? I have not once in my life gone on with the victim card. Poor me, fucking poor this, poor blah, 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 blah. And you know what you're also doing to yourself? If you play the victim, you're weakening yourself. Right? You're weakening yourself. Like your confidence gets shot. I'm being serious. Right? Like it's amazing the self-esteem that you can build up in yourself when you actually stand up and face the fear and get through it as best as you can. Like, I honestly think if you have had some real, excuse me, real trauma in your life, you need to go to a psychiatrist, psychologist, counselor, whatever you want to do, right? Because they'll help you, guide you through it. They're not going to make your fucking problems disappear, vanish. They'll help you to guide you through the woods. And remember, guys, you're still in the fucking woods here. You're in the dark, in the woods. They'll just show you the way home, right? You can't get away from it. And playing the fucking victim card, right? And I mean, you know, oh, people who go on about losing fucking weight. Excuse me, if there's anybody here now listening to this, well, you're probably never going to follow me again. (laughs) But I'm sorry, tough shit, okay? Weight is not a fucking disease. It's really, really simple. When I finished racing cars... I put on, like, I was 11 and a half stone now. I, uh, what is that in pounds again? I actually can't remember, guys, so I'm not sure what country you're listening in, uh, but we call it stone, right, in Ireland. Um, so I'm 11 and a half stone, which is about kilo-wise, that's about 72, 72, 71 kilos, right? 
And now I'm six foot in height, so that's very, very light for a racing driver, all right? You need to be as light as possible, okay? So when I finish the racing, I must have put on about five kilos of weight. Like I was, get, I was getting chubby, right? Now, at that stage, I didn't give a fuck. I was kind of relaxing, you know, I didn't have to, to worry about going to the gym and all this sort of thing, right? But you know what? Afterwards, I went, oh, fucking hell, man. I'm, I'm putting on a lot of weight here, right? I'm not looking good. And guess what I fucking did? I went back to training. I went out walking during the day. I went out running, jogging. I went to the fucking gym. <clears throat> Excuse me. Cut down on a bit of beer, right? Because high, like actual beer for me, I'm allergic to that. So I know that, which is a good thing. Um, and you know what? I cut out that stuff. I changed my diet around. Like when I was 15 years of age, I went racing cars full time. I went on a major diet. I changed everything around. I was, or, or, yeah, guys, I was eating organic pasta, right? If anybody knows what that stuff is, you know those yellow straw pasta, right? The yellow straw pasta stuff, okay? I was eating that plain, no sauce, nothing at 15 years of age because I had to and I wanted to, right? I wanted to take it fucking seriously. In other words, at 15, guys, I gave up chocolate, potatoes, crisps. I gave up all the junk food that I fucking love, right? And I had to do it. And I can tell you this, it's a lot easier to give up junk food or get back to the gym and lose weight when you're older than when you're a young kid, okay? So people can bitch and moan, but weight is not a disease, right? And then you have the people. Now, getting back to the victim point, there's a lot of people going around, oh, I can't lose the weight. It's a disease. It's this, it's fucking that. Well, I was there. I was overweight and I lost the weight. And I also had to go on a strict diet when I was a young kid. I didn't bitch and moan. I didn't go, oh, mom, what about... 15 years of age, guys. 15. And I didn't go on, oh, well, mom, I want to have my sweets. I want to have the... No, I had to suck it up and just do it. And guys, I know, look, I'm not telling you anything. There's a lot of people that will go out and say that. Suck it up and just do it. Right? Look, the simple reason is you don't want to lose the weight. You don't want to go on the health diet. Like, it's really simple. And people should relax about that sort of stuff. Right? This is the key to getting rid of this victim crap. Right? Don't go around pretending, because you fucking know it as well as I do, you're pretending that you can't lose the weight, or you've actually bullshitted yourself so much that you actually believe it now, that you can't lose the weight, right? It's, it's science, it's physically possible to lose weight if you take in less calories in a day than you should, and you burn it off if, with exercise. So, like, at least what you can do is don't play the victim card. I can't lose the weight. And believe me, I know plenty of people like this. And when they go on with this shit to me, what are they doing? Five minutes later after they're crying, they're taking out fucking biscuits from the fucking the cupboard in the kitchen. And they're eating the whole fucking pack. Right? You're taking out the biscuits and, oh, but yet you'll cry and bitch and moan. Like, if you don't want to lose the weight, number one... Don't bitch and moan. That's okay, right? So stay fat. Don't do anything. Don't bitch and moan. That's like, doesn't that seem fair enough to everybody else? You know? 
And you've got no right, and you're selfish, by the way. You are selfish if you actually go around saying, oh, poor me, poor me, looking for sympathy. Because you're looking for something off, you're looking for attention, you're looking for something, you're wanting something off someone, and you're taking, taking their, their attention and sympathy, even though you don't give a shit. Okay? You don't give a shit. So guys, I mean, this is my point. And then a lot of the, a lot of the people that don't want to lose the weight, they go around pretending that they don't want to lo- uh, that they can't lose it. It's a disease. This and fucking that. Well, how about you just go off and not eat those biscuits after dinner? Maybe that's a start. And guys, it's you're weakening yourself. Every time you say that to yourself in your head, oh, I can't lose the weight. You're actually knocking your your confidence down little bit by little bit by little bit by little bit right even if it can be a subconscious thing okay but nobody can turn around and tell me that they can't fucking lose the weight because i was i was overweight when i finished the racing and plus i also had to go on a diet when i was 15 years of age give up everything i enjoyed to eat right and I had to go on organic pasta with no sauce. I'd eat porridge in the morning. I'd eat plain vegetables at night without mixing them into the beef because at least it actually digests easier and better for your body and it's more relaxed. It doesn't take as much energy when you have your separate vegetables and your separate steak, right? Everything was separate. So if I had my steak, I was eating my steak, finish the steak, then eat my vegetables, but I'd have a break in between. Now. You think of any 15-year-old boy or girl that you know wants to do that, okay? Now, and by the way, if anybody's going to turn around and I can see some of you now, I can fucking see some of you. Some of you are going to go, oh, well, look, you're, have, you're, you're bitching now. Look at you. Look at you. No, I'm not bitching. I'm giving you an example of a 15-year-old boy having to do this. And by the way, I did it, right? And I knew even at fucking 15, I knew I had no right to complain to anybody even at 15 and I'm delighted that I have that self-awareness guys that's what we need to have more self-awareness right um like I for instance I I know this guy he's really close to me um he does play the victim every now and then drives people fucking nuts and guess what guys people are starting to disappear from him like you will actually lose friends if you start playing the victim card with people, guys. And I, I hope that gets into some people's head. Um, I'm obviously not going to mention the person's name. Uh, but this person plays the victim card, right? And he, the, the person's just like a wet rag. He brings everybody down. He's miser- He pretends to be miserable all the time, right? Sorry, guys. I'm just taking some water. He pretends to be miserable and... No one wants to be around him. Nobody. Now, maybe I should have actually mentioned that at the start of the podcast. But guys, can you imagine you're going out in your life and you want, you're going to lose friends if you keep harping on with your bullshit? Right? Now, guys, it's been a long time since I've had success. And you know what? I don't even know if this podcast is going to be a success, my social media. But you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to give it a whack. I'm going to give it an unbelievable hard whack effort at it. Hard fucking work. Hard work. And the people that actually bitch and moan about the victim stuff, quite honestly, you guys have actually got 
a lot of things that you wanted because like that saying goes, the squeaky wheel gets the grease. You guys have got a lot of attention because some people have fallen for your bullshit and you just use this as an extra manipulation tactic. I mean, I remember even um, uh, one of my ex-girlfriends about, oh God, a long time ago. Actually, it was about when I was about 21, 22. Um, And I remember this girl, we broke up for this one reason. Oh God. Every time we had an argument, and we didn't have many now, to be honest, but like, like there wasn't kick, and even when we had an argument, we weren't kicking and screaming at each other or nothing like that. It was just like, come on, what the hell, you know? Um, and every time we had an argument, she would just shut down. She'd just sit there with a little sulk on her face, okay? A little sulk on her face, and used to drive me nuts. And ladies, if you are listening out there, I can tell you this for a fact. There's not one man on this planet that loves when you play the victim. He's only giving in to you. Okay? He's only giving in to your crap because he just wants you to shut up. He wants to have a peaceful life. And I can tell you this. He doesn't respect you. He loses respect for you. And he even might get bitter towards you. And by the way, this goes to the other end too. Same with, there's a lot of bitchy, moany, complaining, victim guys out there that play the victim card too with their girlfriends, right? So we're not picking on one gender here. This is both, both genders. You lose respect. You're bitter. You might even cheat on your boyfriend or girlfriend or your husband or your wife because you've had enough of their crap, right? And you got kids at home and you, you don't know what to do. But I can tell you this, you're not gaining respect when you start playing the victim, guys. Like, by the way, if anybody knows me, listening to this or if you ever meet me or if, or if you ever meet my friends my good close friends if you are if you do know them already ask them have i ever bitched and moaned about my diet health diet back in the day uh, have i ever bitched and moaned that i had to unfortunately retire from car racing at a young age ask them and i guarantee you not one of them will tell you no he actually never bitched and moaned never complained and guys getting up that fucking hill right the charge, the fucking, the drive from it, the, uh, like the, the sheer will of pushing up the hill instead of pulling down the hill, right? The push, the reward you get, the confidence you build after a while, like little bits. Like if anybody is actually being self-aware and actually admitting it to themselves that they're like this, here's what you can do to get out of your, your trap, right? Example, if you smoke and you want to give up, let's say you smoke 20 a day. Cut down slowly. Take pressure off yourself, right? So today, I'm not going to smoke 20, I'll smoke 19. I'll keep this going for one week, right? Jesus, that seems pretty simple, right? Week two, go down to 18. Week three, go down to 17. I mean, do it however much you want to do, right? That's entirely up to yourself, but small, tiny steps. And you know what, guys? What you'll build is self-esteem and respect for yourself once you start to actually cut down. Like even when you go to the 19, you'll have that subconsciously, that little voice in your head saying, good on you, Peter, nicely done, fuck yeah, right? And then that gives you a little bit more confidence to go. Now look, you know, you can have a, a life tragedy that something happens and you know it explodes again, but 
it's never too late to start again, right? Like things that take your confidence away. Poor me, this and that, playing the victim, right? Because it makes you feel weak in your head. Other things like, example again, you know, oh, I'm not going to smoke today. But then you actually do, right? You have that subconscious little voice in your head going, you're not good enough, you're not good enough, you're not good enough, you're not good enough, right? So tiny little steps build the confidence from each step and then you'll have more confidence to charge ahead, right? Confidence is like your fuel. That's what you need throughout this, you know? Um, I mean, I remember an ex-girlfriend there recently uh, five, six years ago, I can't remember now, um, but she used to play the victim card. She used to play the victim card that I was cheating on her. And I was like, what in God's name is she talking about? I never cheated on her. And I'll, remember, I'll never forget, she got so paranoid at one stage that we were in a bar and we were, uh, what were we? we were just, oh yeah, we were outside, ha- um, and by the way, I smoke, right? <laughs> so I was outside having a cigarette. We were outside drinking away, having a cigarette. And next thing anyway, she goes, why are you looking at that girl? I went, uh, I'm sorry, what girl? And she goes, you're staring at that girl. I went, what? What, what girl? Who? What are you talking about? And then she starts pointing the, this girl here in front, front of you. Now, by the way, I don't want to be an asshole here, but I had zero interest in this girl anyway, right? If I was single, I wouldn't, no way. I didn't even think she was good looking. I I didn't even look at her. In fact, I didn't even see her until the girlfriend at the time told me, right? And then she was playing the victim. Oh, look, typically, you know, you're, look, and here's me, and I'm trying to be nice to you and respectful to you, and yet here you are going on and on and on with all this sort of stuff. And like Peter, what 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 more what more can I do to make this relationship work? I'm like, wow. And then this girl also decides to um, call up to my house. Oh, she wasn't available two Fridays in a row, and um, I was sitting at home because I said, hey, honey, do you want to do something tonight? She goes, look, sorry, honey, I got to work tonight. I was like, okay, fair enough. So I didn't even actually go out those two Friday nights in a row. By the way, two Friday nights in a row, and I just stayed at home, had a bottle of wine, watched some movies. So I get on the two Fridays in a row, I get a knock on the fucking door and it's the girlfriend. I'm like, oh, hey, honey. She charges in the door and she's looking around as in who else is here? I went, whoa. And on the second trip, she goes, oh, one wine glass. Where's the other? I went, excuse me, what are you talking about? I started laughing. She goes, don't you laugh at me. You see, this is exactly what I'm on about. Here I am trying to sort out things and I'm worried worried about my, our, our relationship and you don't care. And guess what happened, lads? I end, up, I end up finding out that she was cheating on me. She was cheating on me. So after all, and now luckily I actually didn't buy into her bullshit because, well, first of all, I wasn't cheating on her because I was true to myself. If I'm true to myself, well then, I'm not going to believe someone else, right? That I'm cheating on them when I'm not cheating on them and I know. So, like, it's it's fucking madness. Fucking madness. So be careful of the people who call victim, guys. I'm going to wrap this up now, but this is my whole point. When people go on about the victim, be very, very cautious of what they do and what they say and how they react because maybe, just maybe, they're fucking you over. And actually... 
really? You're the real victim because you might not know what they're up to behind your back. And by the way, I'm not saying that every relationship is like that now when it comes to my ex and myself, but it can be in business too. You know, the people who play the victim. Maybe they just fucked you over without you knowing it. And they're trying to distract your attention. Avoid it. Put your attention over here while I fucking do this over here. Something to think about, guys. And I hope, uh, I hope it can work. Because definitely, you need to be on your, your game. Because remember, a real true victim never wants to seem and appear in public like the victim. They don't want to, they don't want to look vulnerable. They don't want to look weak. Right? It's like when you break up with that person after a relationship, everybody, quote, doesn't give a shit and they're all smiles when their ex is in front of them, right? So it's the same type of thing. Why do people do that? You know, put on a big act in front of their ex? Because they don't want to look like they care. They don't want to look like they want to be weak and vulnerable. Same thing here. It's just your human nature. So, I hope that was, uh, that was cool, guys. Um... Be careful of the victim, guys. Be careful of the victim. Thanks for listening, fellas and, g- and girls. Bye.